0: Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always, here today with another episode. And our verse for today is 1 Peter 3:15. But in your heart's honor Christ the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet yeah, do it with gentleness and respect. This is the motto of Common Sense Christianity. Of course, it's my favorite verse in the Bible, because it stands that for everything I believe in, everything that I find worth doing defending the word of Christ and loving Christ while defending it and attempting to do it with gentleness and respect, but don't do it. uh, Don't let people trample over you, which is what I do. So uh, we're going to briefly talk about resurrection evidence. Uh, Of course, if Christ never resurrected, that our faith is in vain, as Paul said ever so wisely. So this is the most important topic when discussing Christian apologetics. If there is no resurrection, then Christianity is a completely false religion. Now, of course, this is a very hard thing to prove since it happened over 2,000 years ago. We have already determined in this podcast that Jesus was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Go check out Sources Confirming the Bible and our second episode, Evidence for Jesus, and you will figure out more information on that. That doesn't prove the resurrection, however. For this particular topic, we we'll have to use the Bible as evidence. We'll have to look at uh, the most historical aspects of the Bible in order to see if the resurrection is true. In order to prove the resurrection, we need to address three points. So point one, early sources. Point two, suffering for a cause. And point three, two down to make up. So early sources. Atheists hate the first point I'm gonna make. The letters and gospels are very early sources. There is, of course, a bias because they're all Christian writers, but that shouldn't undermine the credibility of the source. There are many examples of church, need, the, of church creeds of some sort, like the one listed below. Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess within your mouth, mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you uh, that you confess and are saved. Now, this, of course, um, this is one of the chapter in my book, uh, Common Sense Christianity, which hasn't been released. We're still debating on whether we release it on the website and all that. Figuring out certain details because we can't afford to uh, publish it. But this is very uh, true. What I wrote here, I wrote this a couple months ago, so I kind of forgot. Uh Forgive me for stuttering right now. I'm looking at uh, 1 Corinthians 15. So, this is another creed that I really like, and I didn't put in the book, but I'll probably add in there. So, um, Paul was saying this creed, and it says here in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was raised, buried, and that he was that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day, forgive me for making that mistake, in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, uh, also known as Peter, and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one ultimately born, he appeared to me. Brian, the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace towards towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it I was, was I or they? So we preach. And so you believe. and This, no credible scholar denies this. This um, creed dates back to possibly a few months within the resurrection, according to William Lane Craig. This is a very early source with no, it, it's impossible for any legendary, uh, legendary development to affect this. It shows that the Christian religion had the same exact ideas. For I delivered to you what, as of first importance what I received. So it it shows that Paul was receiving this from somebody. Who that person was, I'm not exactly sure, but he received it. And this is directly in accordance with the Gospels. The Gospels were written about 10, 15 years after the first Corinthians was. But But despite that time, the separated between the two, it's exactly the same. He was raised on the third day, he was buried, and then he was raised on the third day. That is a very important detail right there. Then he appeared to Peter, that's another important detail, then to the twelve, and then so on and so forth. So there's a lot of good information here, and it shows the consistency with Christian doctrine. Now, another, an objection that people, let's say, Bart Ehrman might have is that they had hallucinations, but there is a very big problem with this. Hallucinations are very personal and don't happen with other people and you don't have the same consistent uh, hallucination. For for example, if I were to hallucinate, uh, let's just say some random dude walking in my house and I was hanging out with a friend, he wouldn't see that same dude. I just came with that off the top of my head, but you get what I'm trying to say. And there's many witnesses stated here, the apostles and then 500 brethren, which you can't just make that up. And even if it was a hallucination, there would still be a dead body and the Roman guards or the Jewish priest could just go in there and say, hey, here's Jesus. And it would have squashed the entire uh, Christian movement. But instead, it flourished as they tried to, according to the Gospels, lie about what happened to Christ. It, Christianity flourished uh, despite the efforts to crush it. Now, my second point suffering for a cause. So, th- this point is a very simple point. There is absolutely no, no benefit to being a first century Christian. For example, Peter was crucified upside down for his beliefs. Why would he suffer one of the most painful deaths possible for a lie? I know nobody, no sane person that will lie so that it can negatif- negatively affect them. That doesn't make sense. People don't do that. When you're going to make up a religion, you're going to make up a religion to benefit you, your glory, and your personal benefit. Isn't, that's one of the things that criticize the LDS church for. It's because Joseph Smith did it for his benefit. The church leaders benefit a lot from the LDS church. And same thing with Christian leaders today. But in the first century, they have no... Absolutely no reason to uh, say that Christ had risen from the dead. They suffered horrible, absolutely atrocious deaths and that we can confirm with, again, Josephus, Tacitus, and the eight other ancient sources that we'll get into in another podcast. But it makes no sense for people uh, to die uh, for something that... Doesn't benefit him. It makes no sense to die for a lie. To sum sum that up. So a good example of this is Paul. And Paul confirms what is written in Acts. That he used to be a persecutor of Christians. Correct? So why would Paul um, change his mind about something that directly contradicts his orthodox Jewish beliefs? That just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, it shouldn't make any sense to anyone, which is why they have to come up with the, with the hallucination theories and so. But uh, again, this position takes a lot of faith to accept. Then then again, atheism takes more faith than Christianity. So it's reasonable that they would accept the stupidity of this argument. It, it, it clearly ignores the evidence that is presented, the very basic evidence. I haven't even gotten even that much into detail. This is very basic evidence. But atheists continuing to push their false narrative will probably bring up the fact that people die for their beliefs all the time. So what distinguishes your argument? And this is another stupid argument. Usually they point uh, to terrorists blowing themselves up for their beliefs. Please compare the two. Poor peasant Jews from the first century compared to radical terrorists who have been brainwashed to think They are doing work for the Lord. The two are completely different. People who die for their beliefs are usually not the original witnesses. For example, Christians every day die for their faith in Christ, but that doesn't make the religion true. The individuals who die for their religion are usually not the original witnesses, like I just said. People will die for a lie they think is true, but no one will die for a lie they know is a lie. That is a very important thing for and atheists to understand. This is a very important difference that you as a Christian must point out. Christianity directly directly dist- distinguishes itself from other religions. So why would you compare a, a different religion to others? The atheists are good at tricking Christians, but if you're smart, you will easily realize the faults and the stupidity of the argument. And my final point, uh, point number three, is too dumb to make up. My final... uh, People, um, you will, you would have to be more than stupid to make the resurrection of Christ up. First of all, it causes the most unimaginable suffering. Why would you die for a peasant Jew? Because that's what Jesus was. A first century peasant Jew. There's nothing admirable about Jesus and... Less you believe he was the Messiah, then there's a lot to die for. But if they were just making it up, then why would they suffer so greatly? I made this point earlier, but I am trying to get this into the audience's head. So you realize that when atheists bring this up, they really are not thinking through with it. The Gospels is too dumb to make up. So one example could be the woman described in the Gospels. Now, this is going to sound a bit sexist. But in the first century, women were not considered reliable witnesses. So why on earth would all four Gospels, all four of them, have women as the first witnesses? That makes no sense. If you're going to make up a religion and try and make it effective at spreading the word of this religion, why would you have the women as the first ones? You would have the men as the first ones doing some crazy crap. But they say very relatively embarrassing details. Jesus calls Peter Satan. A bunch of the disciples didn't believe Jesus. They didn't understand him. Jesus tells them to eat his flesh and drink his blood. And that's a continuing Christian tradition today. That's kind of strange. You would think they're lunatics if you were to see them today. But of course, they wrote it down because they were trying to tell the truth. They were trying to tell the complete truth of what Jesus taught. There was no benefit to what they were doing. And not pretty much just... Sums it up. Given the basic evidence listed in this chapter, well, in this podcast, I should say, it's most reasonable to assume that Jesus Christ existed, was the predicted Jewish Messiah, and was resurrected on the third day to prove that he was the Messiah. Christianity is too stupid to make up. When I say that, I mean no one is making a fictitious religion when make it like this. Jesus Christ brings meaning and joy to life and everyone who seeks the truth should put their faith in our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. And with that, we conclude this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep sharing the podcast. And if you want to contact me with your objections, if you're one of those idiotic atheists that thinks that I'm just a stupid little Christian evangelical, email me at commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. And if you have anyone who's interested in religion or hates religion, but really wants to uh, call me an idiot, give them a podcast because I really love debating people and showing them the truth in Christ. And I'm trying to be loving, but sometimes it's hard when people do not think things through. And with that, we'll close. And until next time, this is Ethan Foster with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always, and we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the Word of God. And until next time, God bless you.